Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dario, your host of the Time Flies podcast. If you're checking out this episode, thank you very much for your support. I really appreciate it. In this episode, we continue our conversation of the best directors of all time. Now, this is episode two of a special joint collaboration episode that I did with the boys over at the Bonus Room podcast. And of course, we are joined again by our friend Gev giving his take of who the best director is of all time. Let's get right into the episode and hope you guys enjoy. What about you, Santi? What you got? So my top five with the was um, Martin Scorsese, uh, Christopher Nolan, Adam McKay, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg. Those guys you can't really really touch. I forgot about George Lucas because George Lucas did Star Wars, but I do agree with you, Stefan. John Favreau. Um, that's another guy I got to say hello to too. I wish I would have said I love Elf, but I didn't. But yeah, I would say John Favreau. At the end of his career, he's going to be probably like top 10 of all time, in my opinion. Who? I'm sorry. Say it again. John Favreau would be oh, probably yeah. top 10. But Adam McKay, you guys, sleeper, sleeper, because uh, all the movies he's done, I've seen almost all his movies. And I'm really, really impressed with the show he just did, which was Winning Time. Yo, Steph. That's not me. That's Giz. Get, get, Gizmo. <laughs> Calm down. Got to. I'm gonna run it back again. Giz, put throw your dog outside. <laughs> Feed him to the wolves, baby. <laughs> Time to go to Del Taco. Get you a burrito. <laughs> but Adam McKay. Oh my god. Because yeah, oh Giz doesn't agree with Adam McKay, man. Like I like. <laughs> hey, I like Adam. <laughs> okay, I like no. Adam McKay, bro. I like him. No, 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 no. Adam McKay. The big is... Short's one of my favorite films of all time. Exactly. Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers. Yo. I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. Adam McKay, all his lineup of all his movies and the show he just did, Winning Time, was one of the best film shows of all time. It reminded me of uh, The Office. It reminded me a little bit of Lost. It reminded me of all these shows I grew up and he bunched it into one big Laker show on top. It was a Laker show. It just blew my mind. I, I just, I just, because I'm a big TV show guy. I love like Peaky Blinders. I love Power. I love Snowfall. Winning Time now. It's this guy's just gifted and he's young and he's hungry and he's coming for more and the actors he works with. So to me, Adam McKay is definitely my top five, probably top three. You know, if, if winning time was about the Orlando magic, you probably wouldn't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> because the way it's filmed, because the, all the actors, it was it was dope, man. It was really dope. It, yeah, he, he has a See, he also uses narration in his films, but he uses uh-huh. it with like the breaking of the fourth wall so like all in in his version of narrating the characters literally look at the camera like you know and, and they and they say whatever they're saying about I love the scene it. it's interesting a, it can of get the office well no because office is like a diary session like they look at the camera but they give facial expressions but they do their interviews are in like the conference room away from like the scene Yo, yeah but you're, it's, you're it's literally looking in that yeah. camera and it's, then it's the breaking away. of the fourth wall yeah yeah 
Um, it, it lets you know that like even the characters within the film know they're in the film, so it's kind of interesting. I mean, look, the Big Short is one of my favorite films of all time. I thought I, I said Step it Brothers. on Step Brothers is a classic, of course. You know, Talladega Nights, Anchorman, Anchorman, classic films. Um, Don't Look Up was okay. I already gave my opinion on Don't Look Up. It's it's a good movie. It just I I, I expected a little more, but no, I get I get Adam McKay. I need to see a little bit more to put him in my in my top five. He's but young. I, he's young for sure. Yeah, he's youngish. Um, but okay, I can I can get down with that. George Lucas, what I don't up, I don't agree. What about Peter Jackson? Is him and George Lucas are in the same Peter Jackson in the same kind of Peter Jackson realm? did what Lord of the Rings? And Lord of the Rings, right? What else did he do besides Lord of the Rings? I like he's like George Lucas. That's all I. He did the he did get back the Man, Beatles documentary on Disney Plus. If, if, I feel like if you're only known for like one oh, film, the one recent. series of films, then like you can't really yeah like, you can't really yeah. go on a list, you know. But George George Lucas is Star Wars that that changed like the game, you know. Like yeah, it was I, just adding American yeah. graffiti though. That's it. Yeah, and then okay, then what about none of us have talked about the Titanic and James Avatar Cameron? Guy. James Cameron. Wait, don't say anything because he, he's actually going to be he's he's one of mine. So well, go ahead, D. Oh, Tell okay, us. go ahead, D. Okay, so okay, so the third person or fourth? No, my bad. Well, okay, so this person that I want to bring up, you know, I got to rep New York all day, all day, every day. I'm throwing my man Spike Lee in the ring, and I'm not doing it just because of New York bias. Um, I do feel like Spike Lee is very respected within the film world. True. Um, and listen, man, he has a legitimate classic, not a cult classic, just a legitimate classic under his belt with Do the Right Thing, with all the racial undertones and how much it changed, how people looked, how it just changed, how people went, went about their business. And, you know, it put like a narrative on society at that time. Um, that one is a, is a solidified classic. Solidified. Now, Yes. And now as far as any other movies, I don't know if I can say that. Maybe, maybe Malcolm X with Denzel, but I don't know. Maybe that's up for debate. But what I wanna what I wanna get to is after Do the Right Thing, I feel like he has a lot of like cult classics. He has Jungle Fever, which is Wesley Snipes, and I forgot the other ladies, the lady's name. But again, racial undertones, it's about the stigma of a black person dating a white woman and how nobody really wants to talk about that. You got She's Gotta Have It with Spike Lee playing Mars, who was famous for the Michael Jordan commercials. He has The 25th Hour with Edward Norton. Edward Norton is one of the most underrated actors of his generation. Um, he has Clockers, which a lot of people, a lot of people say Clockers is actually his best film, which is kind of interesting because- I've never seen it. I've, I saw it once a long time ago, but it's just interesting because Clockers doesn't get the notoriety within his um within his resume at all. But um, and also he has fucking he got game with Denzel Washington and fucking Ray Allen. I knew you were gonna mention that one. Yeah, actually, yeah, man, he got game is such a good movie. That was like one of the that was like a bible for me in high school coming up playing <laughs> basketball. He has Inside Man with Denzel Washington, Jodie Foster, Clive Owen. Dude, he has solid projects under his belt, bro. He, he has, I mean, he, everyone in Hollywood respects Spike Lee. Of Do the right thing alone, like you said, D. Like, I watched it. I had to watch it for one of my film courses. Amazing film. My favorite yeah. Spike Lee film. Absolutely amazing. If you guys haven't seen Do the Right Thing, do yourself a favor. Find it on, I think I saw it on Stars at the time. I don't know if it's still there. But find where it's at and watch it. It's such a good film. 
such a good film um yeah so many aspects of that movie is just like the cultural relevance that Mm -hmm. it's honestly still relevant today. still relevant till today yeah 100 percent still relevant um and yeah man spike like black clansman i love black clansman yeah good movie you didn't like it t I liked I mean, it. It's cool. Why? It wasn't in New cool. York, so you don't like it? No, no, no. Nah, it's just it's honestly, man, you know what it is? It's fucking it's 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 John David Washington. I don't know how I feel about him yet. Dang, you're hating. I get you. I get you. I didn't love him in Tenet. Robert Patty for sure carried that film. But Robert Patty all day. But I don't know why. I don't know. You, you know why? Because you we're comparing him to the one of the best actors of all time because of his dad. If, yeah. if that wasn't his son, if his dad wasn't so great and so historical, top three of all time, top three actors of all time, basically, like we wouldn't put John David like on I'm such not, a high he- pedestal. But he's a good actor. I get what you're saying. Dad. You get I that? I 100% get what you're saying. Me personally, I am not comparing him to his father, but I would be, I would be here lying to your face if I didn't say that when I see him on screen, I don't think about his father. You don't hear his voice? He sounds just no, like his No, I father. do. I do. I do. I see Dave, I see Denzel Washington, but I'm trying not to compare the two. But it's not working, but obviously. It's not working. So that's why Black Klansman, Tenet, I'm just like, oh, Malcolm and Marie, that movie on Netflix with Zendaya, like that movie should have been so much better than what it was. And I'm just like, yeah. fuck, man. I don't, I don't know how I, don't I, know I how agree. feel about you. I agree. I think, I think John David Washington isn't a, isn't a Hollywood actor if it's not his dad. If it's not mm. his dad. Well, he was Probably. he was he, he was really close to being into the NFL, and then he like tore his ACL, and that's why he went to acting. Yeah, but, um, but I, I, I get what you're saying, D. I get what you're saying. He doesn't. He, when I see him in a film, that doesn't move the needle for me. I'm not like, oh, I gotta go see it. John David Washington's in it. Like, nah, like, yeah, he'll get. I feel like he he might get but there. He killed he it in Yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, uh. <laughs> hey, hey, Michael B. Jordan or John David? Who, who's gonna have a better career? That's not even a debate, bro. Dang, you're going with Michael B. Jordan already. Yeah. Bro. What you're wow. not? What what uh, film? By a little bit. What by a little by bit. By a little bit. What film has John David Washington that like, damn, like Black Panther and, and and Tenet, that those are good, those are good picks. Uh Black Panther was in his film. And then uh the only good one he has is with Rocky, of course. But he got Wait, Michael that. B. Jordan? Yeah. Bro, Fruitvale Station. Stop playing, bro. Oh, Fruitvale Station, mm. yeah. That's and that's playing, the, bro. And, and I like I like Michael B, but it's like I still need to see more. Like he's great. Yeah, you're no, right. They're both. Fruitvale Station was dope, Stefan. Yeah, they they both still have a lot, not a lot, a lot but they still them. have, but they still have more to prove to the audience. So, right, right. but anyway, um, so that's Spike. You know, New York all day. You heard? I got to rep New York. Spike, we love you. On um, keep making amazing movies. And for my next pick, my next pick is kind of like a, a sleeper pick. He's not really in my top five, but I, I want to give him some love. Um, Gev, um, before the pod started, you were going to take this guy, but I got to talk about this guy before you. I'm sorry. Talking about my guy from fucking Blue Valentine, my favorite movie of all time. Oh. And he also and he also made another Ryan Gosling movie. It's called The Place Beyond the Pines. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the reason why I picked this guy is because of his, his directing skills. So there's a, a little bit of a backstory for Blue Valentine. So he wanted the chemistry between Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams to feel real. So what did he do? He made Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams rent out a house in upstate New York where they were filming the movie. He, re- he made them rent out a house. He made them live with each other as well as the, the daughter actor in that movie. 
And he told Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams that within the month, you guys need to create memories. So you guys are going to have Christmas. You guys are going to have Thanksgiving. You guys are going to have birthdays within this, within this one month. And he made them create memories and he made them get into arguments, into real life arguments. He made them like go grocery shopping on the, on the budget of what their characters work. So that's what I'm saying. His directing skills, if, and for the listeners, Santiago is really hungry. That's why you hear that sound in the background. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man. And then, and it's, and then, the next movie he made, The Place Beyond the Pines, like him and Ryan Gosling, they were having a conversation and Ryan Gosling is telling him that like he's been having this reoccurring dream about robbing banks. And then Derek C. and France is like, that's so weird. I'm actually writing a script about rob- robbing banks. The, the, the Place Beyond the Pines, it, it deals with somebody who's robbing banks. There's a lot more context into it. You should definitely go watch out, watch that movie. But that's what I'm saying, man. It's like he has these connections with these actors and the way he portrays it in his movies, like you feel it. Blue Valentine doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like a documentary, in my opinion. Exactly. Thank you, Gev. And just letting you guys know, I've been trying to put you guys on for years now about Blue Valentine. So I finally got someone on my team. Gev, shout out. I've seen it. I see. I saw Blue Valentine. I saw it. Yeah, yeah but you're not on the Blue Valentine train like me and Gev. Well, well it's a good film. Um, I feel like the writing legendary film, it had some, it had some like plot holes for me personally. Um, but it was good. I love that song. You and me by Penny and the quarters, Penny and the quarters. I think that's a great use of that song. Um, fire. I, I, I get it that they're, they're like lower class people, but I just feel like the issues could have been resolved. Oh my uh, god. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, look, but no. I, I agree with you, Derek Tron Franz. I've seen Place Beyond the Pines. It's a good it's a good film. To Ooh, me, he's like funny. he's like Damien Chazelle. Like they have they have done great films, but they still have some more to prove to be like yeah. considered top five. Like all my all my directors I have, like they're established, like they have multiple hitters, multiple classics. So it's not even like it's not even like a debate anymore, for me at least. I feel you. He has another movie with Michael Fassbender and I want to say Kira Knightley and the movie's called Night of Cub. Oh, actually, no. That's actually Christian Bale. Well, he has another movie with Michael Fassbender. I got to look it up, but um, I got I still got to watch that. It's another like relationship kind of movie. So, you know, I'm in there. But um, Do you love the sad ones. Like <laughs> I just I just like real life shit, bro. What, what makes people tick in relationships, why they stay in relationships, why they break up, all that shit. But um, that Hulu yeah, show man. you recommended. Oof. How good was watch. it, though? It's good, but it's like it's like it's a little a little too real for me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, that show is pretty crazy. But, but yeah, uh, man. So so we did our we did our the the wait, what directors. Show? It's called Normal People. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. Yeah. But um, but yeah. I, aside from the directors that we all agreed on, I want to go with my man Spike, and I want to go with Derek C and France. So I believe that's four. And honestly, I can't really think of a fifth if I had to. If I no had Spielberg? To... No, I don't No, I mean, Spielberg, I Spielberg, <laughs> I, uh, I give him respect. But, you know, he has a lot of classics under his belt. But I don't know. I'm just I'm not vibing with him. I want to give I want to give some love to James Cameron. Santiago, Santiago named a little earlier. You got to give him love, bro. Terminator, Terminator. Titanic. 2, Titanic. That's it. Just Terminator. Avatar is good. 
It's, I don't fuck with Avatar, but bro, who asked for more Avatar movies? Nobody. Anybody. Another three is coming out, so and I don't, I do not give good. a shit. I am not looking forward to it. Like I did not need more from that story or that world. I'm right, with, I'm right there with you. Forget Avatar. Let's talk about Terminator Two, which okay. is in the conversation for one of the best sequels of all time. Legitimately in the conversation. Yeah, I, I like, agree. Thank you. How do you like? How do you top a generational movie with Terminator? You follow up with a part two that's arguably one of the best sequels of all time. Like you got to give him his credit, man. And Titanic, I get it. Like Leonardo DiCaprio was a fucking hunk at the time. He made they, that movie made billions of dollars off the backs of Leo, Kate Winslet. But but you know, I, he did his thing. At the same time, it's like okay, yes, he did Terminator Two, who I agree is one of the best sequels of all time. He did Aliens, you know, another oh, yeah, good yeah. sequel. Um, but that's it. Like, I gotta, you gotta give me more. Like, I, James Cameron is a, is a great director, you know, but he just hasn't, he makes a movie like once every 10 years. And so it's like, for me, like, if I was a huge Avatar fan, I'd probably have him up there. But like, bro, like. Yeah, miss me on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a, I'm not a James Cameron fanatic. I just wanted to show him some love. So. Well, you can't, you can't have him on your list higher than Spielberg. Like Spielberg has a multiple heavy hitters since the seventies. Like in every decade, he's had like three or four films that are classics. I don't know, man. Something with Spielberg. I think, I think it's because I read something a long time ago that he was actually an asshole. Kind of, like I read, I think it was an article. Like he's actually an he asshole in life. He might be. So maybe that's, maybe that's what's fucking me up. But, but yeah, no, man. come on. Saving Private Ryan's like the greatest World War II movie ever. Like in my opinion that opening d-day scene like they were they were talking about how when that film came out like veterans of world war ii had to like leave the theater because it was so real for them because Mm. of the sounds of the bullies bullets zipping by their heads and hitting helmets hitting metal hitting the water like the explosions from the mortars like it was so realistic that literally like veterans had to walk out of that so let me ask you a question so i'm guessing saving private saving private ryan is you think one of the best war movies would yeah. you would you put it head to head with 1917? I would. I'd like 1917 right. better, but but okay. So you you like 1917 better, but which one do you think is a better movie? Is is it a wash? I, obviously, it's not because you're thinking about it. It's not a wash. Mm, I don't know, hard. man. This it's I saw a wash. The, the, the first 1917 I, is crazy, bro. And crazy insane. Like the effect of that film on the audience that I saw it with was intense. Um, I can't say the same for Saving Private Ryan because I was one years old when it came out. <laughs> and the first time I saw it, like I was, I think, Santi. No, it was in the Navigator. Oh, the first time I saw it. So I saw it on this tiny it. little screen with like headphones, with the headphones on. on. Yeah. And like, you know, I, it probably didn't get the experience that it was due. But I mean, I I've did. seen it multiple <laughs> times. And like, you know, it's, it's crazy. So for me, I would still say 1917 is still the better film because the use of the single camera, like Spielberg mm. has never done any shit like that. Like Sp- Spielberg sets up his worlds with multiple angles constantly changing. That's the only way he makes his films. So Sam Mendes's like creati- creativity to like use a single use camera to make it feel like you're actually with the soldiers right behind them, next to them, in front of them, running with them. Incredible. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like war movies. And but 1917 is one of the only ones I've seen, along with Saving Private Ryan and a couple of others. And but like 1917 has such an effect on me. I was like, yo, this movie is really good. Like I can't knock it. So I just wanted to pick your brain about that. So yeah, I mean Sam Mendes, another he's there with Damien Chazelle. I I like Skyfall. I like 
obviously 1917. He did another film that I really enjoyed as well. But if he continues to put these these films out, he'll probably be eventually be in my top five. Okay, okay. Jeff, what do you got? I want to hear it. All right, I'm going to throw it a little old school. Um, some of my favorite directors, uh, to name a few, uh, uh, Gus Van Sant. Uh, okay. He's, uh, he did Goodwill Hunting. Yep. He directed Goodwill Hunting. Um, and he also directed one of my favorite movies, uh, My Own Private Idaho with Keanu Reeves and uh, River Phoenix. Nice. So I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's probably one of my favorite films of all time, man. Uh, wow. My Own Private Idaho. And then he also directed another movie called, like, he's directed a lot, uh, but like a drugstore cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Milk. Milk, yeah, he's, he's done Milk. Milk, yeah. Um, but as for, like, you know, of course, Goodwill Hunting, just great movie. I mean, um, I so good. all of his films, but those are a few that really stand out to me. Uh, another, another filmmaker, actually, and uh, it's uh, Paul Vorhoven. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Paul, I mean, Robocop, baby. Paul, yeah. I think I'm saying it right. Yeah, Paul Ver- Verhoeven. I yeah, really I don't know how you say it. Um, he's, dude, I mean, Total Recall, uh, Starship Troopers. Robocop. Robocop. I mean, I love Robocop. I, Me too. That was one of the first sci-fi films I've ever saw on VHS at a, uh, when you can rent cassettes. I fell in love with Robocop. Like, I thought he was the most badass dude ever. Did you, did you see the remake? Yeah, that came out like in 2012 or something. Yeah, it was all right, man. The original. It's terrible. The original. Yikes. But yeah, Paul, Paul Verhoeven for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, Starship Troopers for me is like one of my 10 favorite films of all time. Okay, now that I'm thinking about it, D, I get what you're saying as favorite opposed to like best. best. So. Right. Like, I know Starship Troopers for a lot of people, like, no one will put that in their top 10 of, like, best films ever. But for me, top 10 greatest films ever. Rico! Santi loves that movie, too. I just love the story, bro. Because, like, imagine if, like, like we were putting that... I mean, it's a, I love sci-fi. A good sci-fi. Yeah. It makes you think. Like, Total Recall makes you think. Yeah. Like, it just makes yeah. you close your mind, man. Like, I mean, it really, like, I mean, sci-fi is cool. A good sci-fi really gets your mind. And I'm not saying this like you have to be under the influence of something, like just sober watching. Oh, yeah. You're just like, wow, I can't, you know, they're predicting into the future. Imagine like Paul Verhoeven, I I love him so much because it's like he was predicting shit from like the 80s. And we're seeing a lot of that today, you know, with uh, with. Uh, Total Recall, like I think of this whole metaverse bullshit, you know? Did anybody see the, Gav, did you see the remake of Total Recall with Colin Farrell? Like, I did, it was, it was, uh, it was I mean, the, the best thing about that movie was Kate Beckinsale, but that's about it. I didn't even watch it, like the Robocop remake and the Total Recall it's remake, terrible. like I'm not, I'm not even trying to check for it. Yeah, dude, I, nothing beats the original, man. He's Dutch and, you know, he's... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite Dutch filmmakers for sure, but um, probably my th- uh, next two. 
Uh, I'm going to throw in Tim Byrne because you know, I have to. Um, believe it or not, Tim Byrne, you know, he's known for like Beetlejuice and uh, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands and Batman. Uh, Batman. But he also directed uh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I love that freaking film. I love that movie. Um, so yeah, Tim Byrne, very respectable uh, in the movie in the movie industry. Uh, my last probably one, you know, I mean, Stefan, you know, I'm gonna throw in John Carpenter. Oh, I, you know, I he's close on my list for me too, because Halloween itself and Halloween too. Well, he didn't direct Halloween too, but he wrote it. But I mean, Christine, bro, Christine's one of my favorite horror films. Uh, I mean, Halloween, uh, of course, is iconic. Like, what about the thing? Have you seen that? I got Laura fighting the shape right here. (laughs) Oh, that's a dope poster. But poster is far. Man, I love Christine, dude. That's one of my. I can. I I watch it every year for Halloween. It's like a tradition. What about the thing? Have you seen that? I fucking love the thing stuff. That movie Crazy. is fucking amazing, bro. Yeah. For like the the prosthetic effects that the going prosthetic instead of uh, like CGI. Yeah, definitely um left me with some nightmares, I will have to say. Uh, that movie's good, man. Yeah. I, I still yet have to see the thing. That one is one of the only few uh Carpenter films I haven't seen, but it's definitely on my list. Like Yeah. Definitely watch the original. Don't make, don't watch the remake. I didn't see. It. I was actually too scared to see the remake. I was like, imagine with the CGI, how they. How, <laughs> I was like, it's probably gonna be crazier than the original. So I actually never saw it. Escape from New York, of course. I like that one as well. Mm. I haven't seen They Live, but I hear it's really good. Um, but yeah, John Carpenter, of course, horror master. Halloween speaks for itself because he did the music, he did the directing, he did the writing, like he did everything for that film. So that's like truly like uh, his best work. Um, but just to just to end off the podcast just to just to wrap it up here since we all gave our top five i want to throw a couple names at you guys and i want to i want you guys to tell me if they're overrated or underrated so i'm gonna start with someone who uh, someone else who's relatively new who i have on my up and coming list um jordan peele overrated underrated i have him underrated listen man listen, listen man he needs to hit on this movie. He True. will. He it looks so good. Hit. He needs to hit with the movie Nope. If he does if this movie does not hit, it might be curtains for him, bro. Okay. So are you saying that he's gonna be like M. Night Shyamalan if he doesn't hit? Like he hit so heavy with the first one that the other the the us I mean us wasn't a bad movie though. <laughs> It wasn't bad. Yeah, I, I, I saw it I twice. I get what you're saying. You know? I've, seen, I've seen it three times. And every yeah. time I've seen it, I'm like, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. but It's, it's not like, a classic. It doesn't do but... anything. It's not a classic. But I'm sorry, man. It's, you can't come with Get Out. And then you can't come with us, bro. you got to come with some. I, mean, I know it's not fair. And it's a tremendous amount of pressure. I get it. But he, I don't know. He has to hit with this movie, bro. I think he's going to hit. It looks The trailer looks so fucking good. Hopefully, like, bro. Candyman's pretty good, though. But he okay. he uh, he wrote and produced. He didn't direct. Oh Correct. yeah, he didn't. He didn't. 
Um, why do you think the trailer looks so good? Because I saw another version of the trailer and now it doesn't look good to me. You're right. They kind of revealed right. it. I know, and I know. I, and I'm disappointed now. The most recent trailer is not that great, but the first, the teaser was so oh, fucking good. Like so good. But you're right. The 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 extended trailer wasn't amazing, but I'm gonna hold to the I'm gonna hold on to the feeling of the teaser. And I'm going to take that with me to go watch it. Cause... Yeah, so you were disappointed with the second trailer, right? The second. Yeah, because it revealed more of the storyline. I'm kind this is a little dumb, but. I didn't even watch it. I, I'm, I've only seen the yeah. teaser. So yeah, I'm trying to don't, keep it like that. Yeah, don't watch the trailer. But uh, he's underrated right now. So he has to hit with this one, bro. So if he doesn't hit, he's like M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> well, well, M. Night Shyamalan's he's, he's just different, man. Because I was going to mention M. Night Shyamalan because he has... A couple I like, you yeah, know. Yeah, Signs and Six Sense. That's it. He's properly rated for me. And my Shyamalan is properly rated. Like, yeah, like he, he's not ever gonna make another Six he's, Sense. He's not a top ten person at all. Not he even is. in horror. It's a wrap. I'll still watch his movies though. The Beach wasn't actually that bad. It was actually an interesting story. You mean you old? Old. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. The, the Beach. beach. <laughs> the Beach yeah. is with Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. No, old, like, that, have you guys seen Old yet? It's actually not bad. The nah, so the thing with M. Night Shyamalan is a twist, right? All his films are right. like, what's the twist? And so yeah. is the twist good or is it dumb? And right. for me, kind of with Jordan Peele, what's the twist? So, I mean, The Village was yeah. a terrible twist. They're Amish, you know, who'd right. dunk it? <laughs> Old was an interesting twist. Um, Super interesting twist, though. Great it, twist. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's on HBO Max. It's right. it's not it's not a waste of two hours, but I don't know it, it didn't do it didn't do much for me. But it's interesting. <laughs> it's a, yeah. that's, a, that's a great review right there. Well, have that's you seen it? Recommendation. Yeah, no, he hasn't seen it. That, you haven't seen fucking... it, D? No, M Night Shyamalan doesn't call my attention. I'm good. Well, old is worth the watch. You know, he has some films that are like they're worth the like the visit with the grandparents. It was worth Solid. the watch. It was Solid. worth the watch. Solid. After Earth. Oh. Hell fucking no. Get that shit out of here, bro. Lady in the Water? Nope. The Village? Mm, worth the watch. I don't but know if you guys... Signs was his best movie, though. Like, yeah, Signs. Me. Signs was Sign, by far the best. Signs and, wait, over Six Sense? Because I feel like the consensus is Six Sense is his masterpiece. Well, the thing is, Six Sense was ruined for me. I already knew the twist before I saw it. So everyone, I already knew what, what it was. So I didn't get like the effect of mm. it. Signs, I mean, Signs wasn't really a twist. Well, I guess like how to defeat the aliens was a twist. But yeah. I still like the character development of Mel Gibson and the flashbacks to like the crash and what that meant to like, what that meant to him and his family. So to me, right. like the signs, M. Night Shyamalan as a writer and director just kind of like, it uses everything that he's good at. He's good at storytelling. He's good. He's kind of good with character development. Mel Gibson's character and Joaquin Phoenix's was his best. The overall arc and climax of the film, like that scene when they're having dinner before they like invade, True. when like it's a good scene. Like, bro, it's like imagine you're there with your family and everyone's having like the meal that they wanted as like their last meal, and literally finally the truth comes out. We're like, uh. Macaulay Culkin's little brother, I don't even know his name, but he's in the film and he calls out Mel Gibson for being a terrible dad. And it all just kind of yeah. comes out the shit like before you think you're gonna die and how intense and real that is for like a family. And so he's to like me- He's like crying while eating his mashed yeah. potatoes. That shit like, was rough. like, shut up, you're gonna enjoy, like, you're gonna enjoy this food. And that shit like, is always rough to watch. But you know, what happens after that and how like they defeat the alien, like it's just- Yeah, that's, I, think, 
that's one that's the best work to me yeah i think signs is his best movie but six Sense is not that far back but yeah m night man he just doesn't do it for me i'm good yeah i'll go see his movies because they're always interesting plots like i have to give him credit that they're not ghost movies or like at least not the new ones they're not like ghost yo, films or zombies you know they're like there's something a little different but yo it's just so weird man it's like look you just said the visit where the kids go visit their grandparents like that was a solid movie and then he has after earth and then he has the last oh, airbender the last airbender oh, you haven't seen old Bro, you haven't seen what old. the fuck I know I haven't, but like just for hearing you guys, you guys are saying like it's okay. And what I'm trying to say is that like he's all over the fucking place. It's like it's not consistent. It's not. It's not a. It's not a consistent like okay. Am I Shyamalan? Okay, you know what's gonna be good. It's like okay, we're gonna go into this and we don't know what the fuck we're going into. Like and that's like I don't like that. Well, I think that deserves some creativity credit. Like you know, like when like okay, Scorsese. You go into a Scorsese nah, film nah, knowing nah, what you're gonna get. No, nah, you, you know. I was like, I was I was literally gonna bring up Scorsese, but then I stopped because I was like, no, I can't I can't bring up Scorsese and M Night Shyamalan. Like, that's not even the same realm, bro. No, they're not because like Scorsese's artistry is way better than 100%. than Shyamalan's. Like, but Shyamalan, I have to give him credit for being creative and being different within the horror genre. He doesn't follow the trends. Like he did the mm-hmm. visit. It was uh, it was like I forgot what they call it. Cin- cinema. For a tie or something when it's like when it's from a from a camera and like, like found footage yeah. found footage yeah so yeah. Th- you know he did that after the fad had already died of that you know and like yeah i'll give you i'll get you and old is it's it's an interesting film it's not I, i'm not gonna watch it again but like i said it's worth the watch the the twi- twist is interesting it's not like oh my god this is this is like mind-bending no it's it's not right. like that but it's it's worth the watch but I mean, right. like you said, Shyamalan is exactly where he needs to be. But look, uh, uh, M Night Shyamalan's underrated in my opinion because uh, I was going over his list. The Split was a great movie. I didn't see um, it. Unbreak. Oh, you haven't seen The Split? I, didn't, oh, so I never saw Unbreakable, so I never saw Split, uh, and I know they go hand no, but in see, hand. yeah, but see, they go hand in hand in Glass, though. That's where you have to see them. So them him combining those three movies was I think was pretty really cool like really interesting and then I forgot he has the happening the happening was a great movie yeah super underrated it's wor- worth the watch great Pass. and it's a great twist at how the earth is like how killing all humans re- revolting against yeah so I think M Night Shyamalan's he doesn't care where he's at he's successful he's made all the money in the world he's gonna make whatever he wants because he doesn't care what people like Dario Gev or me or Stefan think he cares what he thinks and he he still sells at the end of the day, his box office still makes money where people keep investing in him. And old yeah. was a great idea. So so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's people, there's directors that we're going to meet that are just like, I don't care. Are you like going to see Jurassic Park and Jaws and all this? Well, I'm the opposite. I'm going to make a movie like this. And that's what makes him so special. Well, you know? I mean, he did After Earth. So he, he tries to do popcorn flicks. They just don't hit. Yikes. Yeah, after I, it was weird, but that's Stupid. Will Smith and his son. Like, I think he did that. I don't know why he did that. It's probably or something. <laughs> and he did Last Airbender, random. But all the other Yikes. movies he's done is like special and twisty. But other than those two films, it's weird. So I like M Night Shyamalan. I think he's exactly where he's supposed to be, but he's he's never going to be in someone's top five ever. All right, guys. Well, I think uh, that just about does it. I think we got enough here to you know have a nice little pod about these directors, the greatest directors of our time, past and present. So I'd like to give a big thank you to my man, Earthbound Misfit. 
if you want to see where films are are filmed and where they took place he is the guy he is a instagram to follow i know my man is constantly looking at different filming locations around la so he is he is the man if you want to see those things um so thanks gev and of course mr time flies the man himself you want to see crazy Yo. cool interviews from actors talk about random things time flies is a place to go <laughs> appreciate that yeah man so gev gev is the guy to go to if you guys want to see film locations but if you guys want to see clips of like incredible scenes from movies interviews all that good stuff go check out the instagram time flies dot 1221 also got a twitter twitter's regular time flies 1221 no dot and also have the YouTube page up. You guys go support the YouTube page. Go hit that thumbs up. Subscribe. I got different content out there talking about music. We got more We got more movies coming up. We got a couple pods with the Bonus Room Boys. We talking basketball. We talking NBA. Don't start. So Tom, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm too tired for that. <laughs> but um, Time Flies is all-encompassing, so go check us out, man. And uh, Bonus Room Boys, I really appreciate you guys having me on this. And it's a joint podcast, but it's always been a pleasure talking films and all that good stuff with you guys. And then day, also, man. if you want to hear some crazy stories about actors and actresses and celebrities, <laughs> hit up my man, Santi, hit him in the DMs. You have a favorite celebrity that you have. Santi's probably met him. So go ahead, slide in those DMs and be like, hey, slide what is DMs. Russell Wilson like? And he'll tell you a story. Ooh, about Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. That's a good one. Eight <laughs> top three celebrities, Kobe, Leonardo DiCaprio. And the third one I've said, I would say, oh, oh, Drake. But Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk changed my world when I met those guys. So that's no love, love for Steve Carell and his wife. Being oh, nice. Steve Carell. That was one of the first actors I met in at the uh, working that job. So it's funny you say that stuff on. And the one I said, Crazy Stupid Love is one of my favorite movies that you're in. He was like, really? And, was, and his wife was like, that's one of my favorite movies, too. And you I was see- like, OK, cool. You see what I mean? Just just hit him up on the DMs. He was a celebrity. And I, <laughs> I, you met Quentin Tarantino and you met Steve Carell. I yeah, bro, Gev, it was my first supervisor shift ever. It was in La Quinata. It was during the holiday party. And check how this guy rolls up. All murdered out, black Range Rover. Murdered out, like black, black on everything. He pulls up, tinted windows in the front. The window goes down. He pops his head out and he's like... Oh, let me give you some background before what he says. So the party's for uh, John Wright. He was a ex-CEO of CBS, right? So we can cut all this out because this is too long. So he was the ex-CEO of CBS, right? The company of C, he was the president of CBS. It's his Christmas party, right? So a lot of people are pulling up, a lot of actors are pulling up. Steve Carell pulls up, murdered out Black Range Rover. My first supervisor shift ever because I'm nervous as fuck, right? And like, so I, hope I, I hope I'm doing everything right. My first, first ever. The window goes down and he pops his head out and he says like, excuse me, am I at the right party to be at? And I was like, and I looked at him and I'm like, like shocked. I was like, oh my God, it's 40 old version right there. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like uh, yeah, Mr. Carell, this is Mr. Wright's house. He's like, thank you very much. And the window goes back up. I was like, bro, I've never had such a cool experience with an actor in my life slash comedian. The coolest guy, like, blew my up. Like, am I at the right party? And I'm like, oh, my God. It blew my mind how cool he was. And that's why I said, like, hey, man, that was one of my favorite films because Stefan told me to watch that film. And actually, I saw, like, I think a couple months prior to meeting him. 
great film great film bro but then i didn't see the office and i see the office i'm like i should have said something about the office but i think he appreciates me not saying something about the office because everyone says something about the office of course of course bro you know it's funny like if only i know you were working and when i worked for premiere too like like i wish if i could go back in time Mm -hmm. i would just take photos and just be like (laughs) you know what i'm 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 going to cherish this moment. If it's a, obviously if it's a celebrity that you feel yeah. in, in, in touch with, yeah. go back in time. You would take photos. Because you knew you were going to get fired anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I, I, you know, just because it's like, dude, like, I'm telling you, man, I was two feet away from Kobe Bryant. Oh. I'll never forget that moment, bro. I was right next to him. And, like, I wanted to get a picture with him so bad, but I had that fear, like, well, what if I get in trouble? What if someone rats me out because it's against company <laughs> policy? So I didn't. And same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio and, okay. uh, you know, and uh, so many other people. But because, you, yeah. know, you know, you know how it is, Santi. If it yeah. if on the Internet, it never happened. That's but- the mentality. Yeah, uh, but if I was a supervisor, you could have done it. I wouldn't have said that then. I know, uh, I know you would, bro. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you never know. Like, someone of the other, someone yeah. from the event, like not even within our company. Hey, you're so and so. It's like, what is it? What does it matter to you? Like, true. It's I, a I, privacy. It's just privacy. That's all. But yeah, yeah Stefan and Dare. If you guys ever meet Steve Grell, please go talk to that guy. That just come respectful and like cool. Don't be a fan bitch. And he'll he'll talk to you. you know what no, I'm no, for sure. Yeah. If, if there's three people I would love to sit down and have an hour conversation with, it's Steve Carell, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Donald Glover. Those are three people I would just oh. love to like pick their brain creatively because I just think they're creative people. All right. Well, thank you once again, gentlemen, for participating in this podcast. Once again, you can find Gevork at Earthbound Misfit. You can find Dario at At Times Fly, Santiago, and myself at The Bonus Room Podcast. Follow us for more stuff. And until next time, boys, have a good night. Time.